Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How are you for a Tuesday? Hope you are well. It's snowing up here. Um, I hate the cold. Uh, this week we will talk about the uh, Maryland Black Bears. They were on the road in Maine for their first uh, opportunity up there. Team Maryland on the road as well. Stevenson, all three classes. NCAA men, NCAA women, ACHA, Navy's D1 and their women, uh, Towson, Maryland, both men and women, Towson, both men and women, Loyola women, everybody. Everybody kind of on deck on this one, except for a couple. Uh, but we are, let's get going. Let's get going with the, with the Maryland Black Bears. And they go up to Maine. It was a uh, home-and-home weekend series. Um, well, technically home-and-home. Home. They went up to Maine. Maine was, here last, was there last week, the weekend before, you know. But Maryland takes the trip to uh, to the Colisee in Maine, in Lewiston, Maine, and uh, you know familiarity breeds contempt is what the uh, someone said. I want to say that was uh, Keanu Reeves, but I think it was someone a little bit earlier than that. Even so, uh, tensions rode a little bit high. This is a, usually a pretty respectful, pretty you know kind of easygoing rivalry we've had for ourselves, but three three periods over two games that kind of uh, from the third period in game one to to what was happening in uh, the first two periods of game two it was kind of uh kind of wacky but we'll get started uh, on Friday night and uh, it was it was an interesting situation Maryland gets off to a uh, slower start than usual uh, Maine's four check kind of initiated themselves in a big big way they took away pucks took away passing lanes Maryland trying to go for broke and you know Maine was just clogging up the uh, neutral zone uh, for that point and then Johnny Myers goes ahead and continue his hot streak. He gets a, gets a shot just at the top of the circle, lets it rip, deflection in front, think it hit off a Maryland defender, and pass Luca DePasco uh, for the one nothing lead for Maine early going. Uh, Black Bears then started to try to get some things going offensively, put some pressure on Gus Holt, nothing showing for that. Uh, the Nordiques uh, kept it going, and uh, Myers again driving to the net, going forehand, backhand, beating DePasco, and it's 2 nothing Maine. Uh, as it uh, as we settle in here to the back half of the first period, uh, late in the first period though, patience pays off for Maryland. One thirty-five remaining. Elliot Leroux gets his fourth off of a nice little patient play in the slot, just waiting, 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 out waiting. Gus Holt uh, throwing it in, and that is a two-to-one game, cutting the lead in half. Leo Schwartz with his second assist. Ryan Bottrell, his twentieth assist on the season. Uh, Maryland keeps on going. They uh, keep pressuring Gus Holt in this one, the second period especially. Uh, they get things going, even though in the first period, the first 30 seconds of the period even, a little bit dicey for the Black Bears is Luca DePasco. I think got the puck caught, stuck in his skates, couldn't find it, had a four-checker on him, tripped the guy, got a penalty for his troubles in that one. Uh, but Maryland killed it off, and they go on the offensive again, and then a lovely give-and-go uh, between Miles Gunty and Dimitri Kebrew. Gunty puts it home, his second of the season. Kebrew's second assist. Give Trace Johnson an assist on this one, his first of the season as well. We got a tie game. And battling back and forth, Maryland kind of just started to take a little bit of control offensively in this. They started to get their uh, bearings about, and their four-check started to clog up the middle a little bit too, uh, and they get things going in a big way on this one. However, it would pay off in the third more than it would the second as Miles Gunty gets his third of the year. Uh, a nice play by Dimitri Kebrew at the blue line. 
stuff in the uh, uh, trying to just power through the main defense that was trying to take the breakout pass out of the zone. Gets it to Connor Cole. Connor Cole flies Gunty. Gunty puts it home. It's three to two. Black Bears. That's Gunty's third of the season. Connor Cole thirteenth assist. Kebrew third assist. And then things got a lot dicey. Brad McNeil and Reese Farrell trade uh, some pleasantries at the blue line. Turned into like a really uh, almost, I don't know, tussle. You know, just a rough housing. Uh, they get two for going. Then Matthew Connor puts on a big hit with they said Connor Cole. And I don't think, he, I don't know if it was because he came back really quick. Uh, kind of a just a blindside hit. Wasn't prepared for it. Uh, coming across the mid- middle, here comes Matt Connor and uh, boom. Uh, Connor gets a two-minute for roughing. Things kind of settled down a bit there before Luke Van Wy with 45 seconds remaining. He tucks it home, gets a nice little cut in the middle, comes in, steps in, puts it home, his fourth of the season. Tyler Young, the new acquisition for the Black Bears as he signed uh, an NHL deal after playing for a couple games in the USHL. He gets his first point as a Black Bear, and Brandon Piku gets his 11th assist of the year. Then things broke down even more. Off a face-off, Connor Cole and Johnny Meyer headbutted each other, kind of continuing altercations. They get a 10-minute penalty. Then with 15 seconds remaining, Connor Bennett and Zion Green get into it. They get a 2-10. and 10. Uh, Then Jacob Pellerin and Jesse Horacek get into it. They get a 2-minute. Things broke down. And I will say this on both sides of the puck. I think Maryland got away with a couple of calls here and there. I think the Nordiques got away with a couple of calls here and there. And the referees kind of just lost control of this game. It kind of went to the Wild West at that point. Um... Connor, like during his penalty, when when he hit, I don't know if it was Cole or if it was Jacob Brockman, since Brockman wasn't in the lineup the next night. Um, but at the same time, like he, it seemed like he pushed the linesman as he was going in. And from the replays, it was kind of a bizarre game, refereeing wise. But Maryland wins it four to two. They take Friday. They they extend their uh, extend their streak there. I think of points uh, to four or five games at that point. Uh, Luca DePasco. 15 saves. That was his sixth straight win. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They go on to Saturday with DePasco and Net. And a little bit of a uh, a more interesting game, I would say. A tighter game being called in this one. And uh, uh, nothing, no scoring in the first period. Things did get a little bit chippy, a little bit more aggression happening. Matthew Connor again going uh, with an elbow to, uh, to Mr. Uh, Matthew Davies. Davies was fine. He would come back to return. But still, even so, another second straight night, second straight period, where there was a little bit of a iffy hit on that one. Patrick Schmendlin got a penalty, too, checking from behind. Kevin Scott with a big roughing call at the back of the net. Same with Miles Gunty. Brad McNeil with a boarding call. Laker Aldrich and uh, Iggy Beloff get into it. Uh, Beloff then gets a penalty later in the game for having his helmet fall off for a third time. Uh, second period wasn't any better. Checking from behind for Kevin Scott, a very dangerous hit there. Against the stanchion, uh, Nick Bernardo for Maine, Jack Parker cross-checking, Davies for a tripping, Schmedlin for an elbow, Kebrew for a And then the third period, nothing. So penalty-wise, they kind of settled themselves out. But still, at the same time, things got a little wacky there. Uh, and you kind of figure things carried over from Friday night. But be that as it may, midway through the second period, we actually got some goal scoring. Shock, shock about that. As... Uh, a breakaway, a uh, little bobble at the blue line. Breakaway for Zach Whitehead. He puts it back to Basco uh, and the uh, Pasco, rather, uh, for the one nothing main lead. And then a minute six later, Patrick Schmedlin on the power play. He lets one rip far side. 
and uh, gives Maine a two-goal lead on this one. But Maryland, their power play started to click a little bit in this one. Uh, three minutes after, not even three minutes after that, Laker Aldridge camped out in front, gets an Elliott LaRoe rebound, puts it home. That's uh, Aldridge's uh, sixth goal. LaRoe, his ninth assist, and then Sean Kilcullen, his 12th assist on the power play. Then towards the end of the period, with 101 remaining, Ryan Bottrell got time and space and used patience to put home his eighth of the year. Connor Cole busted out from the uh, half wall, found Bottrell. Bottrell waited, 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 goal. Uh, and Piku gets his 12th assist of the year on that power play goal. And that's how we have after the second 2-2. Two, two. A lot of things happening. Saw this game played before, the night before, uh, as Maryland ties it up in the second. But unfortunately, it was not to be for another night as uh, Jack Curley, uh, he gets himself his first NHL goal of uh, his career as he comes off the uh, the wing on an odd man rush, rips it home past the Pasco uh, for a 3-2, and then Curley gets the empty netter on an unfortunate, unfortunate break for Sean Kilcullen, who was at the point trying to keep it in, loses his stick in the process, still tried to flail around to even get a hand pass to stop play, but nothing doing there, and that's all she wrote. Uh, DePasco, 31 saves and losing effort. Black Bears fall 4-2. to So an aggregate, considering last week's game and, uh, and uh, for the past two weekends, aggregate was the same. You probably couldn't have too many uh, evenly matched situations here for these two teams. Uh, it is, it is you know, aside from the clown shoes stuff that happens, uh, it is a solid, solid rivalry to have there. Uh, but as we see right now, Maryland Black Bears are still first in the East Division, 31 points after 22 games. Uh, they are two points ahead of New Jersey, who actually lost this weekend for the first time in eight games, I do believe. And uh, so they will take that into the off weekend. That's right, an off weekend is happening. Both Maryland and New Jersey have played the most games of anyone in the league. So, well, and the Chippewa Steel as well. They have all, all three of those teams have played 22 games. So an off weekend is to be had. Probably something that's very well needed. Heal up some injuries, heal up some bumps and bruises, take a little mental breather, um, and hopefully go from there. We'll see what happens when uh, Danbury comes to town after Thanksgiving. We will have a Thanksgiving Day tilt, I'm sure. Well, not, no, no, we won't. We won't. It'll be Friday, Saturday. Uh, so post Thanksgiving on that one. So check that out. We'll talk about uh, that. We'll promote that next week as well. So there is that to be come along. So good for Maryland. Shout out to them. Um, hopefully, again, work those injuries, be good to go. Still 7-2-0-1 in their last 10, doing pretty well for themselves, all things considered. Uh, so, yeah, we will see what happens in two weeks, I suppose. Team Maryland goes on the road. They had two games uh, this past weekend on the road, first in Connecticut, at the Sono Ice House as they took on the Connecticut Rough Riders in this one. They, it was a very tight game. Tight, tight game. Uh, but Team Maryland prevails in this one offensively. Team Maryland kind of dominated uh, in all facets, really just shooting the lights out in this one. Their defense was sturdy. They kept things on the outside, kept things um, away from John Werber uh, for the most part, all things considered. But they outshot Connecticut 52-37. But things didn't get started great. 11 seconds in, Colin Bella for the uh, Road the Roadrunners, the Rough Riders. He gets an even strength goal, makes it one nothing. Maryland keep fighting back and fighting back. This is the you know Connecticut. It was really a, a fire fire wagon hockey. 18-17 were shots in the first period alone. Maryland gets one back on the power play though as Evan Donnelly rips home one 
with 3.08 remaining in the frame. Aiden Sabrowski with the assist on that one as we go tied into the second period. Again, back and forth once again. Maryland taking the offensive on this one, 18-6 on shots. One of those shots going in, that's Bobby Graham even strength from Misha Derger on the assist. Makes it 2-1. to one. But just before the period ends uh, with a uh, minute and 48 or 38 remaining, Jake Leo on the power play ties the game up. No scoring in the third. Though Team Maryland again out shooting 14-8. Uh, we go to the overtime period. And the Rough Riders really getting on Maryland quick as they outshoot them 6-2 in the OT. But you only need one shot to win it. And John Rempe uh, gets that one even strength. Puts home the game winner. Alex Newton, Tommy Tracy on the assist. Team Maryland gets the win. 35 saves for John Werber in the victory on this one. A big, big effort for Maryland, especially how tipped the scales were offensively to make sure that the frustration didn't get set in. Uh, and tip of the cap to uh, to Ryan uh, Delilda on this one. Uh, the Rough Riders goaltender, 49 saves for his efforts as well. A lot of shots faced. But uh, could not could not keep that uh, third one out, and the Maryland uh, team Maryland goes on to win it. They had to drive up to Apple Corps after that, go to Brewster's Ice Arena, and they took on New York, New York Apple Corps, and a little bit of a different situation going on here as Team Maryland just takes it to the house on this one. They get up uh, a little bit early, 7:40 in. Brian Teske on the power play, big power play period this one. If you like power play goals, the first period of this game, you're going to have to go and rewatch. Uh Sabrowski and Evan Donnelly on the assist. Then a minute and 7 seconds later, New York Apple Corps ties it up on their own power play. Colin Callanan uh with a goal, making it 1 to 1. And then another power play for Team Maryland. 14:42, Evan Donnelly gets a power play goal from Owen Schmidt. And then Nick Graziano gets in on this one with uh, 30, 47 seconds remaining. He gets a power play goal. Alex Newton on the assist. 3-1 to one going into the second period. Team Maryland scores two goals within a span of 36 seconds. Uh, first, Bobby Geyer, even strength goal. Tommy Tracy and Evan Donnelly on the assist. Will Rosen then gets the second of the two goals. Even strength from Graziano and Schmidt making it 5-1. to one. Going into the frame now, a little bit of even matchup in terms of shots going in this one as Applecore just kept pumping offense and they paid off for them early in the third on the power play. Uh, Devin Garnett with the uh, his power play goal, 35 seconds into the frame, five to two. Alex Newton gets a goal of his own on the power play. Nick Graziano on the assist, six to two. Then Applecore gets uh, two of their own very quickly after this one within a span of uh, a minute and. 30 seconds or so. Devin Garnett gets his second one, this time shorthanded. Uh, it puts it to 6-3. to three. Joe LaChance, even strength. He, uh, he Joe LaChase, even strength, puts it to a 6-4 to four score. But then on the power play, Team Maryland gets it going. 31 seconds remaining. Will Rosen pops in the fourth power play goal of the game. Uh, sorry, fifth power play goal of the game for Team Maryland. Tommy Tracy, Alex Newton on the assist. That's all she wrote on this one. John Werber, 34 saves in the winning effort on that one. A big, big weekend for Team Maryland as uh, they, along with Maryland Black Bears, stay in first place in the EHL. Uh, Team Maryland, very clear, 12 points clear of the Philadelphia Little Flyers in this one. Uh, they are doing pretty dang good for uh, Josh Fusco back there. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. And they got to keep going as they have a Wednesday-Thursday matchup at Connecticut 
once again, uh, they will be up there taking on uh, the, I believe, the Connecticut Rough Riders again. It's odd, it's odd that they're having, they split it up like that. But that's how the story goes. They'll have a Wednesday and Thursday afternoon games. Be a great time for everybody. 11.30 Eastern time for a nice little early lunch. If you got it on Hockey TV, go ahead and check it out and support your team, Maryland Marylanders. I Again, it's hard to tell them without a mascot. <laughs> hard, to, hard to say without a mascot. I'm not used to it, so uh, hopefully you guys are better than me. So let's go TM. Stevenson men's squad, they were in the uh, at home for the first time this season as they took on Nazareth. In this one, another barn burner of a game for Stevenson as they put their undefeated record on the line here in this one. Nazareth gets things going quick as Anthony uh, Quinlavin with the goal 233 into the game. But Stevenson would answer back about midway through the period. Liam McCanny gets another goal. He's been heating up here as of late. Anthony Starzy and Austin Master on the assist. Then on the power play with uh, seven minutes exacta left in the period. Mac Lowry. Gets himself his power play goal late, and Graham and Ryan Patrick on the assist on this one. Nazareth gets a power play goal back. Hey, former uh, Team Marylander, Johnny Jackson, I do believe. 8-20 in, he gets himself a goal. Uh, but right back, power play again. Stevenson towards the end of the frame. Frank Vitucci gets a power play goal. Patrick and Graham on the assist again. Those two setting up the last two power play goals for Stevenson. Then uh, Vitucci with another goal, 342 into the third frame to put uh, Stevenson up 4-2. Eric Olsen on the assist, and then Nazareth Nazareth power play goal right after that. Keith Davenport on the power play, cutting the lead down more. And then Mike Houlihan gets the game tied as he puts one home, 826 remaining. But Luke Benitez breaks that tie, puts Stevenson up. With uh, just uh, just under seven minutes remaining, uh, he gets an uh, assist from Chad Watt and Evan Beers on this one. But then late with a minute and 33 remaining on the power play, Cole Moore puts it home, ties the game, puts this one into overtime. And then Ryan Patrick said, you know what? I'm tired of assist. I want myself a goal. And he gets just that. Puts it home 219 into the frame. Austin Masters on the assist. That is all she wrote on this one. Ryan Kenny made 24 saves in the win, and Stevenson stayed perfect uh, on Friday night. But they go into Saturday on a tough matchup as number three Utica comes into town, and Utica uh, just barely gets one out there as they win 5-3 to three in this one. Stevenson did get up in the first period about midway through, 11-14 uh, left, or 11-14 gone in the period. Uh, Luke Benitez from Chadwatt and uh, Brendan Ly- uh, Rylott gets themselves a one nothing lead. But boy, howdy, they work quick for Utica. 18 seconds later, Regan Cavanaugh ties the game for Utica just like that. And then 131 remaining in the period, Eric Holland puts Utica up right before the break on this one. Second period, Utica gets up quick. They get a power play early, and uh, Brendan Osmundson gets a power play goal. 3-1 Utica, then uh, just just about five minutes remaining before Frank Fatucci gets himself another goal on the weekend. Uh, Alex Reve and Aiden Graham on the assist. Utica again gets up quick in the third period, only 19 seconds in on this one. Eric Holland, his second of the game. And then 548 into the uh, frame, John uh, Munkevich gets his goal for Utica, puts them up 5-2. to two. two seconds remaining in the regulation. Chad Watt pots it home, puts it a little bit more uh, closer in this game 
as Malcolm Palmer, Austin Masters, gets the assist on this one. But 5-3 to three is the final on this one. Uh, Ryan Kenny, 33 saves on 38 shots. Uh, 38 to 23. Utica really shut uh, the the offense down for Stevenson in this one, and then another three team in the nation. You should come to expect something like that, but it's the first loss for uh, Stevenson this year uh, in conference and uh, anywhere else. So they are uh, looking ahead, and they will have to look ahead a little bit further as uh, this weekend they will take on they will take on Manhattanville. And then Newman on Saturday. So it will be a double dip. Two different teams, two in-conference matchups. So it should be a good one. If you can head down to Reisterstown, please make the trip out there to do so. And uh, cheer on your Mustang uh, Hockey Club on this. And another team to cheer on uh, for sure is the Stevenson University Mustang Women. As uh, they had themselves quite the weekend as they complete a sweep of Newman. On uh, Friday, a little bit more, a uh, little more loosey goosey on this one for uh, for Stevenson as they go ahead, put a four spot up in the second, win this game six to two. Newman got on the board first; they got a power play thirteen oh five remaining. Uh, McKaylee Henhawk on the goal puts it one nothing, but with forty four seconds remaining, Hannah Lavi gets a power play goal of her own with Nikki Kendrick and Trin Barkless. On the assist. Then it was all Stevenson in the second. Starting off uh, two, 2.59 uh, into the second period. Uh, Caitlin Reed pots one home. T. Ferreira and Kaylee Joseliga on the assist on that one. Then Hannah Labby, her second of the game. Carly Aguirre on the assist. 6.07 into it. And then uh, with 7.40 remaining, Trim Barkless puts one home with Aguirre on the assist on that one. Uh, Caitlin Brown gets herself a goal for Newman, but then Aguirre gets a goal of her own with uh, 240 remaining in the frame. Uh, Trim Barkless and Maddie Silverman on the assist, and then Aguirre puts one home, uh, her second of the game, fourth point of the night. Trim Barkless on the assist, 723, uh, 7.29 in, and that's all she wrote on this one. Only seven shots against for uh, the uh, the the Stevenson defense. They only allowed seven shots. Uh, Olivia DeGuire gets the win. Five saves in this one, but it's all good in the hood. A victory is a victory. You don't get tested much. These things happen. But great defense on this one, and uh, great defense again in the second game, a tighter game. Uh, two to one the final in this one as Stevenson wins. Caitlin Brown gets uh, another goal for Newman. Uh, gets things started off there, 12-23 into the first period. Back and forth it goes, and then the second period belonged to Stevenson. 221 in, Cassie Campbell uh, puts one home. Not that Cassie Campbell, the new Cassie Campbell in this one, unassisted on this one. And then Paige Sullivan uh, gets the eventual game winner with 6, uh, 619 remaining in the game. Nikki Kendrick on the assist. That's all she wrote. That was it. Ansley King, 14 saves in the win, only 22 shots against all weekend against Newman. Uh, that's a hell of a t- hell of a time for that defense. Great defensive work on this, and uh, Stevenson goes ahead, gets the sweep of the weekend, and then, hey, they got some award winners as the MAC uh, Commonwealth Players of the Week. Both uh, they sweep the awards. Carly Aguirre, Offensive Player of the Week, uh, Ansley King, Defensive Player of the Week. There you go. First two award winners of the season. Gotta like that. Utica comes to town though. They are in town Friday. At uh, at the rec uh, the Sportplex there 7 p.m. UCHC 
Go down there, support the team, get things going. Should be a good one in this one as well as uh, Stevenson seems to get their mojo back, which is a huge, huge boost for them uh, moving forward. We'll finish off the Stevenson block with the ACHA team. They had two games this weekend. They traveled to Delaware in the Fred Rust Arena on uh, Friday, and uh, they started off great. After one period of play, things got going. J.J. Fecto puts one home. He's been on a hot streak as of late. It's one nothing after one, and then Delaware just came crawling back into this whole thing. Uh, second period, they get themselves four straight goals throughout it, puts them up 4-1, uh, and then 5-1 with uh, 43 seconds into the third period, and that's the final in this one, 5-1. Delaware takes this one, but that's all right. It's okay. Got another game on Sunday, and uh, here comes Rowan into town. And no scoring in the first, despite Rowan getting 27 shots on goal in this one. David Shahadi was a beast in net with 27 saves to start things off. Then Rowan gets things going in the second as uh, Robert Penrod gets himself at six of the season just before the midway port. And then Nick Ramos, his sixth of the year uh, at 13-28 into the period. Two to nothing after two periods of play. 37 seconds in, Jarrett Cohen. Fourth of the year on the power play, but then uh, Stevenson gets a power play goal of their own back. Bryce Darty with his fifth of the season on the power play, but then Rowan, 355 in. Tanner Schrader, his fifth of the season, then ending it out with a uh, minute and 43 left. David, Dave Cutler on the, on the goal, 5-1 to one the final. Uh, David Shahadi, 50 saves in this game, 55 shots against. And... Uh, no, not the best weekend for Stevenson, especially coming off of what they had last week, a big sweep weekend for them. But uh, onward and upward from them, they got one more game before the Thanksgiving break. They will take on uh, they will take on Millersville, the entire town of Millersville in Anne Arundel County. They will what's that? It's not the entire town of Millersville. It's just a, it's a school in Pennsylvania. Okay, I believe that. All right, so uh, Millersville's in town. 10 p.m. start at the uh, at the Sportplex. If you got a chance, again, hey, you're going to the women's game, you're going to the men's game in the afternoon, make a day of it at the Reisterstown Sportplex. Check it out from 3 o'clock all the way to 10 o'clock. Get yourselves going. Get yourself, hey, pick up indoor soccer across the way. So you got that going for you. It's a beautiful complex, in all honesty. So go check out the Reisterstown Sportplex. Go cheer on the green horses uh, on all levels in this one and this weekend ahead. We'll pop on over to the uh, Naval Academy as they went on uh, the uh, the roadways there, the highways and byways up to Rhode Island. And uh, they had themselves not uh, the best of weekends, but uh, not the worst of weekends. Again, a short bench, uh, five to six guys out per game. Not really ideal. You're having a short bench on this one, but they held their own. Uh, Rhode Island got the upper hand, though, on Friday night's game as they win three to nothing. In this one, no scoring in the first period, but in the second period with 9.50 remaining, Dennis, Dennis Ingleson with his second of the year. Uh, and then just under five minutes remaining, Ken uh, Kevin Canazet with his first of the year for Rhode Island. Uh, Navy fighting back. They they were being more offensive in the third period, getting 13 shots on net to Rhode Island's five. Definitely playing a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but in the power play, with 3.54 remaining, Jacob Kelly seals it for Rhode Island. Uh, and that's 3 to nothing. the final in this one. Casey McCormick with 21 saves in the losing effort. 
but shake it off, think about something else, and go back at it on Saturday. And this was a much tighter game uh, overall on this one, though Naval Academy did come up just short on this one as uh, no scoring again in the first period. A lot of power plays to be had. Nothing going there. And then just past the midway point, Nick Ferraro for Rhode Island gets his fifth of the year, puts them up one to nothing. Tighter checking game than this one. A Navy only limited to 16 shots in this game when they had 26 the night before. Only 24 shots for Rhode Island. Uh, so the uh, defense was keeping them in check for the Naval Academy. Uh, Griffin Long, however, he gets past the defense. His sixth of the year puts Rhode Island up two to nothing uh, on this one. And then Joe Doherty with his first of the year uh, with 16 seconds remaining, trying to get Navy to a last gasp effort. Michael Rokovich on the assist, his 10th of the year. Uh, but it was all for not in this one. Uh, Chaz Charles Doherty with the uh, 22 saves in this one. Tough, tough breaks for Navy this weekend and, and last weekend, but they're battling. They're battling in this one. I mean, dealing with injuries and things like that, uh, not easy to deal with. Uh, so they're battling. They're battling. They will be against William Patterson at home on Friday, I believe. And then on Saturday, they'll travel up to, sorry, Sunday. The Saturday, they'll travel up to Villanova. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Saturday, they'll travel up to Villanova and take on the Wildcats up there um, for that. So Friday night, if you don't go to Stevenson, you want to go to Annapolis, go to Annapolis. Check out that arena. Uh, McMullen, go in, mass required on all rinks. So just go check it out. Support the Naval Academy. Be a good time for all. Towson, Towson on the road against IUPUIUP, the Crimson Hawks. And boy, Friday night was a barn burner. If you like goals, this was the show for you, ladies and gentlemen. As uh, they uh, combined for 15 goals in this one, but Towson getting the short end of the stick. They got started off early, 131. Zach Wagenman, his second of the year. Colin Mercier, his sixth to sixth. And Justin Brown with his ninth. Uh, they held off IUP for a while. IUP getting offensive in the first period, doubling up the shots of Towson. Uh, James Morrow gets his sixth of the year, 835 into the frame. And then Kyle Harris, uh, just under three minutes after that, puts IUP up uh, two to one before Colin Mercier, under five minutes to go. Second of the year, Justin Brown on the assist, ties the game up uh, going into the first intermission. Uh, IUP gets on the board first in the second. James Morrow, his seventh of the year, gets things going three to two. And then Townsend ties it up again. Justin Brown gets a goal of his own, three points already in this game. Colin Mercier, his third point of the game, uh, gets Townsend even. Then Jake Casto uh, gets one of two goals within 10 seconds for IUP. His sixth of the season, and then 10 seconds later, Kyle Harris gets his sixth of the season. Puts IUP up 5-3, to three, but Drew Lustig on the power play. Uh, he gets himself uh, a goal, his second of the year. Uh, Jake Lissy and Tyler Mercier on the assist with uh, 39 seconds remaining. And that puts uh, the Towson Tigers within one going into the last frame. And then Jake Casto gets his seventh of the year on the power play, 120 in. Then right after that, kind of floodgates kind of open. Dominic Galvich, his 10th of the year for IUP, uh, 313. And then mere seconds after that, Jace Rarick with his second of the year, putting uh, three straight goals for IUP. Towson comes clawing back, though, pardon the pun for the Tigers. Colin Mercier, his third of the season, second of the game. Justin Brown, 11 
assist. Jake Listy, his second assist of the game, fourth of the year. Then Tyler Mercier gets back in on the act, gets a goal for himself, Lustig and Jack Callahag with that one, and that's his sixth assist. But then with uh, 4.52 remaining, Ty Luftus with his first of the year for IUP, and that's all she wrote. Daniel Ludwig, 30 saves in the defeat. Uh, Four-point night for Justin Brown and Colin Mercier. Those guys really hooking up in a big way on that one. Uh, also, Jake Listy, two assists uh, when called upon for that. Again, they faced off on Saturday. Uh, a little bit more one-sided on this one as IUP takes this one 9-2. to uh, Towson outshot IUP 16-10 to in the first frame. Uh, but James Morrow puts one home uh, at 12.54 into the frame, his eighth of the year. Then Zach Kutch with uh, another one, another one. Just under two minutes later, his fifth of the year puts IUP up 2-0. Drew Lustig gets his third of the year. Zach Wagaman with uh, Evan Wolcott getting the assist uh, for that. And then 30 seconds after Lustig's goal, Dominic Galovich with uh, IUP putting them up back again by two goals into the second frame. Gavin Cummings gets one, 326 in for IUP, his fourth of the season. And Jordan Adams gets in on the program, 1125 into the frame, his sixth of the season, Loftus. Ty Loftus gets one with uh, 6.20 remaining in the second period, his second of the year, uh, to put IUP up 6-1. to one. Then uh, Joey DiTullo, his sixth of the year, 5.08 into the third. Gavin Cummings again gets a second of the game, fifth of the year, 11.55 in. But Justin Brown pots one up, tries to get uh, Towson back, even though they're down 8-1 to one at that point, his sixth of the year. James Marburger with his first assist, of the season, and then two seconds remaining. Uh, Nick Venvenuti, third goal of the year. IUP takes this 9-2, to 27 saves for Daniel Ludwig on this one. Towson, they will take on George Mason on Saturday, and then they'll travel up to Villanova on Sunday, see what they can do with a tired Villanova team who took on Navy the night before. But, hey, it's a good times had by all, and we'll go on forward from here. Needing a big weekend, the Maryland Terrapins go to the ACC Showcase, the fall showcase at the St. James Arena, and uh, they get themselves a huge weekend for themselves in this one as uh, they start off on Friday night against George Washington. They get themselves a big 4-3 to victory in this one. Tucker Healy keeps his hot streak going. He gets one from Liam Eden and uh, Ray McNamara. Uh, Liam Eden then gets one unassisted for himself. Daniel Tomaszewski with a goal of his own. Healy and Eden on that one. And then a nice little uh, nice little cap to it as Hunter Airy gets one from the point. New Market's own gets one from Healy and Aaron uh, Healy and Eden again. And that's all she wrote. You can tell the ACHA didn't post the results on this one. Uh, four to three, the final in this one. Aiden Jones in net, forty-two saves. A big, big uh, time performance for them in this one. Uh, moving onward and upward to Saturday, Vatek. Vatek is uh, the next opponent, and Vatek gets things going uh, midway through the first. Nick Masuro, his ninth of the season, uh, puts the Hokies up one to nothing, but not long after that, hey, guess who? Tucker Healy, his fifth of the season, probably sixth of the season, considering they didn't do the other one. Uh, Liam Heaton on the assist. Those two have been um, mwah, fantastic this year. No scoring in the second period, but then uh, Gavin Peducci with the power play goal for the Hokies uh, puts them up two to one. Liam Eden, his seventh of the season, not too long after that. 
Tyler McAvoy and Daniel Tomaszewski on the assist. Again, I'm sure these totals are even higher, so I'm just putting what the ACHA has. Then uh, going in late, Clay Potenchny with his uh, eighth goal of the year for Vatek uh, puts them up, but with uh, playing a hero, playing a hero role with 34 seconds remaining. Patrick Bagnowski uh, gets the goal, tying it, going into overtime, and then Tomaszewski fires one home in double OT, puts it home. That's all she wrote on this one as an uh, unassisted goal, and that's 4-3, to three, another 4-3 to three final. Henry Peltier, uh, Petelier with the 31-save effort. Could they do it for a third time? Could they make things go? The ACHA website will not tell us that. What they will tell us, though, is they will tell us that they did win the game. It was a big, big victory for them as a 5-1 to one final in the fall tournament uh, is what happens there as Maryland just sweeps the weekend for themselves. Uh, Liam Eaton, again, another goal. Tucker Healy, another assist. Begnowski with another goal. Eden and Healy with more assists. Then Healy with a goal unassisted. Then Eden another goal from Healy and Begnowski. And then Begnowski a second goal. McAvoy with it. What an effort from this team. Back to 500 for the season. 3-0 sweep. They go 5-1. Uh, Petelier with 29 saves in the uh, in the win on this one. So Maryland is 5-5-0 on the season. And uh, they got themselves a nice little visit with Rowan on Sunday. Should be a testing matchup. They played them real tight in the last game when they went up to Rowan. Um, it was 2-2 after 2, I do believe. And then things kind of boiled down to a 6-2 uh, finally. That's also where Tucker Healy kind of got on his own and uh, really started to make a name for himself with this squad. So uh, we will see if Magic can, you know, him and Eden are on a hot streak. Why not let them go? Let them dogs eat. So you can check that out uh, in person. I don't know where they're. I don't know where they're playing at. Their 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 home games are a bit of a mystery. Uh, they kind of change site to site depending on where ice time is. But you guys can check it out if you go to the YouTube, uh, the Maryland Hockey Network YouTube. All the games are kind of posted there. Sometimes segmentally, and it happens like that. Internet connections aren't that great in local ranks. They don't expect to do this stuff. So check out the Maryland Hockey Network if you need to do uh, a link to that. Uh, if you don't want to find it, go to at Terps Hockey on Twitter, and they'll have the links right there. So Terps going to be in a big matchup, but good for them to get this sweep, get back at 500, get back on a nice little uh, nice little win streak, especially after what happened last weekend, get the confidence back up, and away they go into Rowan on Sunday. Let's get to the women's games. As uh, There's a reason why they're grouped together. And I will tell you that here in a bit at the end of this. Uh, we will go to Navy as they took on Towson in a home-and-home matchup. And Navy, boy, howdy, are they strong. They are a strong team. Uh, they went ahead and they shut out Towson in both games. We'll start with Friday, a 10-0 victory for Navy in this one. Uh, start off 335 in. Brooke Gautier, her seventh of the year with uh, Alyssa Nowicki. 10th assist on that one. Michaela Stangle, 8-11 into the first. Her fifth of the year with Gauthier as an assist, her 10th of the season. Then Gauthier gets the second of the period, second of the game, with 1-14 remaining. Eighth of the year, Marguerite Schillinger with her fifth assist. Second period, Christina Cornello, 13th goal of the year with uh, Schillinger on the assist on that one. Then Kelly Hughes, less than a minute after uh, Cornello's goal, her second of the season. Makes it 5 to nothing. Cornello again, her 14th of the year with Gauthier as the assist. 
And then right there, you got to get a hat trick in the second period, can't you? With uh, with one fifty three remaining, Cornello fifteenth of the year, third of the game. Kelly Hughes first assist of the year, and Kirsta uh, Wheelock with her seventh assist. Third period, things kind of settled down until about five minutes remaining. Alexa Smith, her first of the year for Michaela Stangle. Then Cornello, another goal, fourth of the game, unassisted. And then uh, with 21 seconds remaining, Cornello again, fifth of the game. Isabella Peralta with the assist. That's all she wrote. Julia Chenoweth with the shutout victory. Five goals for Cornello in this one. Brooke Gauthier, two and two on this. And Schillinger with two assists. Uh, That was in Towson. They go for a brunch game. On Saturday, as Navy, not great host on this one either, as they win 9 to nothing on this one. Things got started early, 2-10 in. Quinn Ramos, her sixth of the year, makes it one nothing, And then it's Christina Cornello again, 18th of the season. Uh, Allison, uh, Alyssa Nowicki with her 11th assist of the year. Brooke Gauthier gets back in on it, her ninth of the year from Michaela Stangle, 10th assist. And then the same period, Gauthier again gets her 10th, second of the game. Quinn Ramos and Isabella Ross on the assist there. Ramos gets her second of the game, 14-34 into the second period. Nowicki on the assist with that. And then Nowicki gets her 10th goal of the year uh, minutes after that with uh, Kirsto Wheelock with her eighth assist. And then Wheelock gets her seventh goal of the year, 257 into the third uh, before uh, a little bit of a calming down period. Then Ellen Ha, her first of the season with Isabella Peralta, her second assist, and Brooke Gauthier on the secondary assist. With 3.39 remaining, Kelly Hughes, her third of the year, and that's all she wrote on that one. Julia Chenoweth, 11 saves in this one as Towson gets shut out twice. Navy keeps rolling in a big way, uh, and we will get to where they're at next here in a minute. But we will uh, before we go to that, we got to go to another in-state rivalry that happened on Friday night, and it was just one game on this one as Maryland took on Loyola, and Loyola had themselves a game as well. 10-1 to the final in this one. Uh, started off Emma Alexander, her eighth of the year, 331 into the first period. Uh, Caitlin Cavanaugh, her eighth assist, and Victoria Durham with a seventh assist. Then on the power play, Mary Sullivan, second of the year, just after the midway point, Abigail Carlson, her sixth assist. Then 46 seconds into the second period, Emma Alexander again, ninth of the season with Cavanaugh on the assist. Uh, just it, it, with with 35 seconds, 34 seconds after that, Anna Sowick, fourth of the season for Loyola, makes it 4 nothing with Cavanaugh on the assist. Then Cavanaugh gets a goal of her own, her seventh of the year from Sophia Theodore and Emma Alexander. Maryland gets on the board just before the midway point. Alex McKillop, her first of the season with uh, Elena Skogholm with her first assist of the year as well before Emma Alexander completes her hat trick uh, two minutes after that. Sophia Theodore with her eighth assist. Then on the power play, Victoria Durham uh, with her fourth goal of the year. Abigail Carlson's seventh assist. Emma Alexander, fourth goal of the game. Potts went home. Caitlin Cavanaugh, her 11th assist uh, with uh, 131 remaining in the second. Then Loyola just keeps playing their game. Sophia Theodore, her 16th goal of the year, eight minutes into the third. Caitlin Cavanaugh, 12th assist. Uh, and uh, then to kick, kick things all off, Caitlin Cavanaugh, 8th goal of the year. Kelly Shaw, 7th assist. And that's all she wrote for this one. Loyola takes the in-state matchup in this one. Uh, Riley Chadwick for Maryland, thir- uh, 25 saves in on the barrage on that one. Grace Lunder for Loyola, 27 saves overall. Emily Alexander, 4 goals and an assist. Caitlin Cavanaugh, 2 goals, 5 assists. 
Um, Sophia Theodore, a goal and two assists. Abigail Carlson with two assists. Uh, on, for Loyola, Maryland, like I said, it was uh, Alex McKillop and then uh, Alina Skolkholm with the uh, points in that one. Maryland, however, Loyola was done for the weekend. Maryland, however, had to travel up to uh, Delahue, Delaware, Delaware. They went to the Fred Rust Arena, and uh, they did uh, they did not have a good time there either. 11 Cobb on this one as uh, Maryland uh, loses 11, no, 11 to 1. Uh, Delaware first, you know, they, they get their scoring in under six minutes in the first period. Uh, Jessica Pizzaello, her fourth of the year, then Emily Gallagher, her second, Kendall Dubin, her fourth, and Priya Albert, her sixth, all within a six-minute span uh, in the first period. U Delaware, again, continues the onslaught. Kendall Dubin, her second of the game, and then uh, Cordella Busi uh, with her fourth of the year. Maryland gets on the board 8.09, and uh, Christina Karabanova, her fourth of the year, Alex McKillop with her with the assist. And then it was from Delaware from that point on with five unanswered. Got two. They got uh, four in seven minutes. Uh, Courtney Marino, her fifth of the year. Sophia Rosenthal, her second. Mackenzie Kelly, her fourth. And Kendall Dubin completing the hat trick uh, there with 53 seconds left in the second. Then 8.23 into the third. Sydney Shrek, her first of the year. That's uh, that's the final. 11-1. Uh, Riley Chadwick gets handed the loss. And uh, things happen. And it is what it is. And we move on from there. And where do we move on from? That's right, the DBCHC showcase next weekend. Uh, they will be in uh, IceWorks, I do believe. If if memory serves, they are uh, the IceWorks in. I want to say that it's an Aston. Let me let me just double just double check here. Just double check before we get ahead of ourselves on this one. And it is at IceWorks. I was correct in this one. How about that? Um. So Townsend, they'll take on Montclair State, uh, Liberty, and Delaware. That's their schedule. Navy, as of right now, don't have an opponent on Friday, but will take on Mercyhurst and Villanova Saturday and Sunday. Loyola slated to take on Liberty, Mercyhurst, and Montclair. Then Maryland only has a game on Saturday. They have no game on Friday, no game on Sunday, but they play Montclair Saturday. I'm sure that's all scheduled to change, but that's all that I saw in terms of scheduling when it comes to uh, the uh, DVCHC website proper. So... If you got any complaints, talk to them. I mean, they're they're the ones putting the stuff up there. So the DVCHC showcase this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll have a full wrap of that uh, on next week's show. So we'll have uh, a good time with all four teams in action. Let's get to some players. As uh, we'll start off with Sam Annis, who had a great week for himself, even though he only scored in one of the three games he played and got two goals in uh, his game against Providence Thursday night, 11-11. Uh, two goals in this one puts him up to three on the season, gets things going as he wears that alternate captaincy for the uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, so he's got seven points in thirteen games. Will Margell gets himself on the uh, on the show here as he's back at it. Gets himself two assists this weekend uh, against Vermont and the Catamounts. Uh, one in each game, uh, a tie and a win. So uh, the New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire folk the Wildcats are getting things going on that one against a uh, rebuilding Vermont team let's be honest here uh looking forward to that I would like to welcome Evan Orloff to the show as a Kensington Maryland native did not know that that's on me 6-3 defense and plays for the Maine Nordiques uh had himself an assist against the Black Bears on Sunday so sh- or on Saturday Saturday yeah Saturday um they didn't play Sunday so shout out to him three shots on goal as well so we'll follow him closely uh as it were 
moving forward. Then Adam Varga had a great weekend for himself. Had himself an assist and then two goals on Sunday as uh, he gets uh, things going on that one. That puts him at uh, nine points in 15 games, playing third-line minutes for Ottawa 67s, but still uh, contributing here, there, and everywhere as the Belair native uh, is in his overage season. We'll see what happens from there. We'll see how it moves forward on at this point as well. Aaron Dazzo saw some games this weekend as he uh, he uh, had two defeats, uh, 26 saves and a loss uh, to the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders on Saturday and then 30 saves and a loss on Sunday to the same Rough Riders as uh, for his season. He is at 4-4-1, four, four, and one, 292 goals against and a 9-13 save percentage. Andrew Tack is who has been heating up the world with uh, the uh, Titans in this one, splits the weekend, goes 1-1 one one, uh, against Jamestown. Uh, 24 saves in the victory on Friday night, and then on Saturday, 20 saves uh, in the defeat on this one. That puts him at 10-3-1 for the year, 921 save percentage, 233 goals against average. And that's what we got for players. And this one, that's what we got for the show. You guys enjoy yourself. Have a lovely weekend. Um, again, a lot of hockey to be had in the area. Black Bears are off, but there are pl- plenty of hockey to be had. Uh, you can go up to Stevenson, spend a marathon day up there on Friday and Saturday. Uh, have yourself a time. Go out to McMullen. Check out the Navy D1, Navy D2, and all that stuff. Check, go to Towson. Go up to Ice World. Check out George uh, Mason going to town. Uh, go to wherever Maryland's playing this week and have them uh, take on Rowan. See what that matchup brings you. All, a lot of hockey to be had in the Maryland area just because the Black Bears are off doesn't mean there's no hockey to be had. So go check it out. Uh, check your local listings. Go, and if you need some help, how about you get to me at ChesapeakeHWPod on Twitter. I'll answer your questions. I'll give you directions. I'll map quest it for you. I'll print out directions and send it to your home. How about that? That's a little extreme. I apologize for that one. That was over my balance. In any case, you guys have a wonderful week. Uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Grab us on all the uh, podcatchers, Google, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, uh, even uh, uh, even uh, the good old—I uh, was gonna say—I was gonna say LinkedIn, but tune in, tune in as well. We're there as well. Uh, Spotify. I think I said that, but if I didn't, I'll say it again. Uh, all the uh, all the good old uh, social media is Chesapeake HW Pod. If you want Johnny P's photos from uh, when he's at home, uh, FOHS Radio. You can get it there on the Facebook, and it's good to go. Uh, until next week, you guys stay safe, be good, play that clutch and crab hockey, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>